Robin Sharma's book, The 5am Club, is probably one of the best books I have read and certainly as a philosophy of how to live a meaningful, productive life, it is probably the most comprehensive I think I've ever encountered. Sharma started out his professional life as a lawyer, but he found it unfulfilling and began writing. And he quickly demonstrated a seriously profound understanding of the human condition and has written the best-selling books, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari and this book, The 5am Club, which, as it happens, we are going to talk about in detail in this episode today. So please join me. Hey, Matthew Norrie here, host of the Happy Habit podcast. It's just dawned on me that I haven't formally recognised that the Happy Habit podcast is two years old. Yes, I honestly never thought that something that I started to stave off the boredom during the lockdown in 2020 would still be a part of my life two years and 200 plus episodes later. But here we are. Thank you so much to all of you, each and every one of you, whether you have just listened to one episode or all 200 plus episodes. It means an awful lot to have an audience to share some ideas with. With a book on the way myself and more exciting interviews and episodes in the pipeline, let's see where this podcast can take us in the future. As the title of Robin Sharma's book, The 5am Club, suggests, this book has at its heart a morning routine, which the author espouses as being central to a productive and fruitful life in so, so many ways. Sharma takes the novel approach of pressing home his philosophy using a story, a parable of sorts, that spans the entirety of the book. We're introduced to a very successful billionaire who puts his success down to a simple morning regime that involves him getting up at 5am, powering up his mental concentration, his focus and enhancing his physical conditioning and basically prompting him to be the best version of himself that he can possibly be every single day. Now, in the book, we meet other characters, including a disenchanted entrepreneur who needs to rediscover his mojo and an unfulfilled artist lacking in inspiration. These two gentlemen are both introduced to the 5am club by the successful billionaire who wants to communicate his experience and life philosophy on how to live an incredible and rewarding life. Now, the entrepreneur, the artist and the billionaire meet at a conference given by a wise business guru by the name of the Spellbinder. And incidentally, our billionaire is incognito as a homeless man, just to spice things up. He also has a penchant for just dropping to the ground and doing press-ups at every moment. If you read the book, you'll see what I mean. The billionaire justifies his unkempt appearance because it is a constant reminder that money isn't the be-all and end-all. The only thing of value that he seems to have is a fancy watch, and that's about it. He explained to the entrepreneur and the artist that he put his fortune in part down to the lessons he learned from the spellbinder. With the most important lessons being to establish a morning routine that derives the best results in your personal life and your career. 
Now, at this point, the shabby-looking billionaire makes the entrepreneur and artist an offer. That's an offer they can't really refuse. He suggests that they come stay with him at his beach house in Mauritius, no less. Yes, where he promises to teach them his incredible morning routine and all-around philosophy on life. The only catch is... And it's a small catch. The only catch is if they want to join him in Mauritius, they need to meet him at 5am the following day. That's not a tough one, really. Despite the obvious scepticism, the entrepreneur and the artist turned up the following morning and are promptly whisked off to Mauritius on a private plane, where they meet the billionaire the next morning. At which point, he tells them that a 5am start enabled him to achieve greatness. It boosted his energy, his productivity, his creativity, you name it. We learn that we have limited reserves of energy and concentration, and modern life uses up this energy as we are distracted constantly throughout our day. But getting up at 5am means less distraction and we can achieve a flow state in our thinking. At this time we worry less as we are less analytical while experiencing boosted levels of feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine. All of this promotes focus and productivity throughout our day. 99.9% of people wouldn't dream of getting up this early in the morning. So when you do, you are at an advantage over all those other people. The book tells us about history makers, that these people are great achievers. They achieve through having four focuses. Firstly, great achievers make the most of what they possess. They don't need to be naturally talented. In fact, hard work and use of whatever skills you do have will outperform natural talent always. Secondly, keep things simple by ditching distractions that are time sinks and narrow your focus and energy right down so you are best using your resources. Thirdly, great achievers value the art and practice of day stacking. That is, they know the value of doing the little things consistently well. So a 1% improvement daily adds up to a 365% improvement over the course of a year. And finally, you must spend one hour early morning each day dedicated to self-mastery. Over time, the accumulated benefits of this dedication will add up to greatness. Now, at one point in the book, the billionaire talks about mindset and we're always hearing about this term mindset, but we can't just focus on improving our mindset, according to the author. We must also enhance our three other interior empires, as he calls them. Those of the health set or our physical health, the soul set, that is our spirituality, and the heart set, which refers to our emotional well-being. At this point in the book, the story changes location from sunny Mauritius to equally sunny Rome. And we are introduced to the 20-20-20 formula for waking up at 5am and for cultivating amazing results by helping us transform our productivity, our creativity and our performance. So it seems to be the case that simply getting up early with no purpose, well, it won't yield any results. So what is the 20-20-20 formula? Now, this is the one thing I really like about this book. It literally spells out step by step exactly what you need to do in order to achieve the greatness that the author and the protagonists of this story are talking about. 
So the 2020-20 formula, it's literally one hour divided into three segments of 20 minutes. 20 minutes are dedicated to exercise or moving such that you do it to the extent that you break a sweat. This promotes faster thinking and brain cell repair. This is followed by 20 minutes of reflection, such as meditation, during which you are silent in yourself. You can express gratitude and you can also write down your thoughts on paper in a journal. And this then is followed by 20 minutes dedicated for personal growth. That is learning, such as reading or listening to audiobooks or podcasts. This in a nutshell, is the early morning routine that, if adhered to daily, can kickstart your mastery of yourself. It's really that straightforward. Now, the book, through its protagonist, The Billionaire, emphasises the importance of sleep, deep sleep, quality sleep. So many of us, as we know, are sleep-deprived, allowing our addictions to blue screen technologies late at night to rob us of our restful sleep. We are told in the book to shut off technology by 8pm and instead choose to meditate, to relax or simply to talk and socialise with friends and loved ones. Sleep is crucial because it provides a time for us to restore our bodies and our minds. Remember, growth happens during recovery, so we must optimise our recovery via attaining quality deep sleep. We're introduced to the key values of heroic habit makers. First of all, persistence and consistency are the bedrock of achievement. Secondly, our degree of respect for ourselves is mirrored in how much energy we put into finishing something that we start. And thirdly, how you practice when you are alone is exactly how you should perform when you are in front of an audience. In other words, accountability, honesty in our application. Elsewhere in the book, the author uses the main characters to define tactics for lifelong genius, such as the 60-10 method, where basically you take a 10-minute break after working for 60 minutes. We're introduced to the habit arcs that allow us to ingrain positive new habits into our life. These involve triggers, cues and rituals. Now, as I said at the outset, this is easily the most detailed literal instruction manual for living I think that I have ever encountered in any self-help or self-improvement book that I have read. And I have read a lot of them by now. In fact, there is so much detail that I've only grazed the surface of what this book covers. The idea to incorporate all of the ideas and the instructions into a story where a mentor is essentially educating his pupils is very, very clever. It's like we, the readers, are on a journey of discovery along with the entrepreneur and the artist in the book. I suppose if I was going to try to attempt to sum up the the main principles, the key themes of this book, they would be, look, one hour of peace in the morning leads to a whole life of achievements, so long as you stick with it. Two, excuses rob us of our power. Too many of us are too busy making excuses and allowing ourselves to be distracted that we offer up our power, our opportunity, our ability to bring about seek changes in our life that can seriously reap rewards. Three, we must struggle and endure in order to achieve those rewards. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. No gain without pain. Number four, being extraordinary means not being ordinary. 
or normal but being different and not being satisfied with the status quo, not settling. And number five, the only direction that leads to greatness is forward. Ultimately, in order to bring about change, we must be comfortable letting go of our old selves and ushering in the new self. This thought itself can be scary because there is a perceived safety and security in the familiar, but there's no challenge or progress there. If we adhere to a regimen of consistent discipline, where we improve fractionally each day, we can and will reap the benefits and become masters of ourselves in the process. And all this starts with rising at 5am and dedicating ourselves to this discipline day after day. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. Until next time, stay happy. (music) 